another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. It's a very strange thing. Whenever it's the beginning of the year, I keep on getting that Michael Bublé song in my head. And I'm sure that Janela Wellefella, Baxter, sitting in on Tebe in France, knows exactly which song I'm talking about. It's a new day. It's a new way for feeling good. Welcome to sapeople.com. Hello, Jenny. How are things over in France? Hello, Melanie. Things are really good. It's very sunny. It's the middle of winter. And it was 18 degrees yesterday. So we're feeling pretty good. Cassie was swimming. We were in the sun. And how are things there in beautiful Uh, South Africa? Well, it's looking beautiful down in Cape Town at the moment. I must say, I've been looking with uh, great amazement at the pictures that my brother puts up on Instagram. He goes up on the mountains and takes some fantastic shots. Johannesburg, well, it's been, the weather's been up and down. It's a lot of rain, which is good. And of course, the people went back to school today, the government schools. And for me, Finally. No children going to First school. First time in no school. No school. Don't have to get up at half past six. Don't have to deal with all the completely stupid people who drive on the road so early in the morning. It is an absolute blessing after 14 or 15 years of having done that pretty much every single day. Oh, so you. it's really, really awesome. Oh, okay, congratulations so. to the girls for finishing school. <laughs> yeah. Well, results are coming out on the 21st, so... We wait and we see at the moment. I'm sure that the matrics are all kind of like waiting and thinking, oh, my goodness, we've still got nine days to go before we get our results. But um, we'll see what happens. Apparently, they're not they're publishing. not publishing them some. Yeah. Yes. So, which kind of makes sense. You know, the privacy, because everybody can look up everybody else's results, which is a little private. No, it was never an issue in the past. We used to wait for the newspapers. Remember, there was no other way of doing it. Yes, but I do understand that somebody who doesn't do as well as they had hoped might not want everybody else seeing their result. Mm-hmm. That's know, life, Jen. Maybe it's because I've been here <laughs> in France. Here in France, do you know that at our children's schools, the, the kids who came in the top five, which were my children, luckily, mm. they get a, a like a secret invitation to a secret um, award ceremony. And so we all go and there is singing and everything, but only the people who've been in the top five are there. Well, we had the valediction. I was very, very, very proud with my children having valediction last year. So, yep, we will carry on. And good luck to all of those people who are starting school for the first time, those ones who are going into high school for the first time, and to all of those who are going through matric and may it be easier than the last two years have been for the last two lots of matrics here in South Africa specifically. All right, but I mean, one of the things that we know which has been happening here, and I was saying about a lot of rain here, we've been having a couple of floods again, which is kind of a normal thing. I saw some wonderful pictures. I can't remember who posted it. I did. Somebody like Chris Marais. No, it was about. Oh. Um, no, you, no, it was about a dam, which everybody going. Oh, look at that dam. That dam is empty. And in fact, yes, it's supposed to be an empty dam. Oh, did you post it again yes, as well? Yes, yes, it's the it's the Beerflay Dam. It's near Willow Willow Moor. Willow Moor, yes. In the Eastern Cape, and and apparently, normally people drive past and go, oh, look at that. It's not being looked after, or look how terrible the drought is because it's empty but it was actually built in the 50s and is meant to be empty whereas right now because of the floods it's 50 percent full and that is because it's to prevent further damage further down so so it holds the water and then they will manually quickly release it um when necessary yeah yeah it's fantastic 
I'm glad to see that people are sort of thinking ahead like that. I wish there would be a lot more of it yes. when it comes to, especially water harvesting here in South Africa, which is a bit of a problem. I did see the Okrabi's Falls pictures on this on the Facebook page yeah. uh, for SA people. Yo, man, I, I, I was sitting and thinking it's ridiculous. It's about the only place in South Africa, apart from Springbok and the Richtersfeld, that I haven't seen. <gasps> and I'd love to go to the Akrabis, and especially now when it's like so full of water. Yes, you have to go now. The man who sent us the photos, he's actually a town planner in the area. Oh, he's one of those guys that you just love to interview because he is so passionate about mm-hmm. the Northern Cape. And, you know, he only spent a, a few years away in Bloemfontein studying, but otherwise born, bred, and will always live in the Northern Cape. And, and just describes it as beautiful, spectacular, harsh, cold, hot, and that it challenges, you know, every part of the human body living there, which is pretty special for somebody who lives in a town. And so, yeah, he captured those photos, which are Stunning, stunning. I love them. They were absolutely divine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, and then I see you've got a whole bunch of things here um, with the gift of the givers actually getting involved with the floods in the Eastern Cape as well. Yes. And then, of course, he's one of our favorite people, isn't he? The doctor. Dr. Suleiman. Yes. Yeah. Our South African of the year. Amazing. Yet again, you know, as people have said on social media, what would South Africa do without gift of the givers? Because hundreds of people have been displaced by the floods, especially near East London. London and you know gift of the givers were there immediately and kind of uh, the the municipal people sort of joined gift of the givers rather than the other way around and you know thanks to all the corporates like Woolworths and everybody who donate mattresses and diapers and all kinds of things and then you know it's not just the the victims of the flood that gift of the givers help but they are also on a mission to empower local communities so in this instance they gave the feeding uh, scheme sort of to a local company called Abantu Feeding. And I just mm-hmm. read today such a beautiful tribute to Abantu from Gift of the Givers, just saying that they've been so diligent, ethical, timeous, and professional in serving quality meals. So, so they are providing the meals for Gift of the Givers to give, and then they benefit as well because it's a proper contract but at a very good price, yeah. Fantastic. So also for South Africans around the world, if you want to know how to help, you know, 10 people did uh, sadly die and lots are homeless. If you want to help, just donate directly to Gift of the Givers. It's the best way. Excellent, okay. All right, and now we get on to sport again, okay? We've got sporting people who are helping other people out around the world and in South Africa. And, um, of course, I think cricket has been very much on people's minds because it's always this time of year that we see a lot of cricket happening. Have we been doing well? You know what? It is so exciting. So India is in South Africa right now. It's one match each. And so currently they're playing in Cape Town at Newlands, and it's the decider for South Africa. I think Dean Alger, the captain, said this is one of the biggest matches in the last 10, if not 15 years, because India is one of the greatest teams in the world. So to beat them would just be incredible. So that's happening right now. And um, holding thumbs for South Africa. And it's also really congratulations to Kagiso Rabada. He's playing his 50th test match. He's only 26 years old. It's awesome. You know, he's uh, South Africa's fastest bowler. And I think Dean was saying that the greatest thing about Kagiso is that he is such an influence on the team, both on and off the field, and has, you know, just just evolved from this raw player to 
being such an influencer now. Well, that's cool. So, Chachiso Choy, Exe Choy. Well, he's a bowler, so of course he's going to be throwing anyway. Okay, so um, what I want to know from you, we've been discussing it amongst ourselves this week, was what ha- is happening with the key? And we know what key we're talking about. If you haven't heard about it before, of course, it's the uh, Nelson Mandela's, the key for the cell that he was in on Robben Island, which um, somebody said that, is it true that it was actually supposed to go to the warder that he was with. And does that, is the warder the one who's got the key? Is he the one who's putting it up for auction or, or what is the thing? But, but yes. I mean, if I see it in the point of view, if I have been given a key by somebody, if it's been bequeathed to me, then I should be able to do whatever I want with it. But apparently, according to the South African government, that is not the case. Yeah. So, so Christo Brand, who was his warden, had the key and it was part of of the auction in New York. It was going to be an online auction at Guernsey's. But yeah, the Minister of Art, Nati Mtuetua, has mm. managed to convince um, Guernsey's to return the key. So it's on its way back. Guernsey's did discuss with several South African officials and, and people expert in South African culture before returning it. And they say it is part of the national estate. So therefore, it fits into the national heritage laws and should be returned to South Africa. It represents both the best and worst of South Africa. And I don't know, I understand what you're saying, that it was given to you, but I do think it's bigger than just one person. It does represent something. Okay. Well, something we can do something about, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just keep it to that, is that we, we, we're once again going through a bit of a poaching pandemic. And we're not just talking about rhinos. We're talking about things like pangolins. Uh, we're talking about even anteaters. And while, I mean, there's just poaching of everything at the moment. And it, it's really, really heinous. I mean, I still can't believe the things that have happened. And if you want to hear what's, what the poaching epidemic is all about, um, we did put out a podcast on Grounded, uh, my one which is about the environment and, um, well, obviously gardening, because that's what, what my passion is. But uh, we spoke to David Barrett, who's with Network for Animals and um, a whole bunch of other different groups as well, and just saying what is being poached, what we can do, how we can help. But um, what is it like from your point of view? Well, it was, you know, just a really heartbreaking post by Dr. Dave Cooper, who's one of the wildlife vets, who had just witnessed, you know, he's already done 600 post-mortems. He said he doesn't even want to use the word poaching anymore. He said it's murder. And he's done 600 post-mortems, and he saw the worst, the cruelest, the greediest that he had ever seen just before Christmas. And he just wrote this message calling for help from the whole world. So I just thought it would be wonderful for expats to do what they can in their countries. And Dr. Cooper says it's time for the whole world to get angry with us and help to bring about change. So I, I do think we can, you know. Mm. And um, a carte blanche also did it, similar to what you did. You know, they also highlighted it this weekend that, um, you know, rangers who went into this job to protect and love animals, but they, but they didn't go in to be soldiers, yet that is mm-hmm. what their job has become. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. I, I'm really, I hope those people that are listening who are doing anything think that, that realize that they are the lowest scum on the earth. Anyhow, even scum is better because that doesn't have the ability to be a <coughs> really awful 
being. <laughs> I think this is the way to say it. Okay, but uh, we're getting on to humans again. I see that the EU has lifted the travel ban. Yes. So um, I think Tourism Minister Lindiwe Sizula, Sizulu, Sisulu. Uh, Sisulu was um, <laughs> she's she's welcomed the lifting of the ban, but she has pointed out that it is a little a little too late, and that it's already after the height of the tourism season. Uh, mm. As as you know, South Africa lost over a billion rand and cancelled hotels, accommodation, and flights almost immediately when those bans were announced. And it's mm. and it's actually far bigger than that. However, anybody from the EU is now welcome in South Africa, and um, Sisulu says that they will be well looked after and their trip will be safe. And uh, you know, so many people have said that. So many South Africans going home for Christmas have said that South Africa. Is is practicing better social distancing, etc., than anywhere else. So, yeah, congrats to SA and and bleh to all of you naysayers, the rest of you. Okay, so um, talking about travel, uh, what is the latest update on the whole tennis thing down in Australia? I mean, because there's been all of this stuff. Is it what's his name? Novak the one Djokovic. that isn't vaccinated. Yeah, Djokovic, that guy. Yeah, 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 him. Sorry, I don't I don't follow, especially when people are a bit silly. So apparently he's being allowed to stay and play as a wild card or something. I don't know. It seems to be going up and down the entire time with what's going on in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So, so we can't say. I mean, by the time people listen to this podcast, who knows what might have happened. But yeah, he still could have his visa cancelled. He has apologized today. He said that he, he ticked the wrong box. You know, he ticked a box saying that he hadn't traveled anywhere in the previous 14 days. He also, uh, he said his team ticked that box, not him. He also said that the reason that there are photos of him on the day that he was tested positive is that he hadn't yet got the results. And the reason there are photos of him the very next day is because he didn't feel sick and he didn't want to let the journalists down. So, um, yeah, anyway, the more exciting news is that there will be South Africans there. And yeah. um, Lloyd Harris. Vaccinated who, ones. Yes, vaccinated yes. South Africans. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lloyd Harris will be there. He tested positive himself around Christmas time. So his his actual training, you know, he couldn't train so much. And he was knocked out, I think, in the first round in Adelaide. But by the time the Australian opens on Monday, hopefully he'll be back in good form. So okay. I think he's number he's number 32 in the world. And he's been seeded number 30 for the Australian Open. And then Kevin Anderson may go in unseeded. And then there's also KG Monchana. Remember, she was in yes. Wimbledon last year. Yeah, she's the one in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. So um, she just got knocked out in the semifinals in another tournament in Melbourne. There's just heaps of tournaments happening right now in gearing up for the Australian Open. Okay. Now, staying with the, the whole sport thing, I see that there's also <laughs> a mockumentary a mockumentary film on Darren's gym. <laughs> oh, it is classic. Have you seen the trailer? Yes, I have. Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. it funny? No, you don't like it? I, I'm not big on mockumentaries, I have to be honest with you. And I kind of you know, switch from thing to thing. And um, But I mean, this I know that... Uh, how is it involved with Fila Sekint again? He's the director he of Fila the director, And now he's the director of this, Brett Michael Innes. And the writer. I don't know, for me, you know, sometimes I watch things, and especially when they're in my own accent, you can cringe a little because it's 
you know, when it's your own. It's, it's like, lekker, ne? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. Even, even with Hugh Grant, because I knew Hugh, whenever I saw him in a movie, I would cringe, you know, if you know something too well. And whereas with Darren's gym, I think the acting, it's just spot on. I, I just, I loved it. I didn't cringe. Oh, yeah, so uh, uh, that's also going to the International Film Festival um, in Rotterdam. In Rotterdam, yeah. yes. So that that's on the 26th of January. It's going to be online, obviously, because of current regulations. But anybody anywhere can watch it on EVOD. Okay. Yeah. That's a new one. Th- well, I haven't heard of EVOD. Yeah, anyway. Check out <laughs> we'll find <EVOD>. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't technology amazing? I just keep on getting like fascinated by the, the, the more and more innovations that people have come up with, especially, I mean, because we've, we've been forced to. So we were talking about, you know, somebody whose grandmother was born at, you know, like 90 something years ago when, you know, they, they, they didn't even have kind of indoor toilets at that stage <laughs> yeah. to what we're doing these days. It's quite crazy. But, um, it's all good news though. Yeah, and, um, make music now. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's hear what, what news have you had on the site from expats around the world? Oh, we've got a beautiful photo of the Northern Lights in Norway. And it was just a reminder that, you know, it is really sad to leave your home and to live in another country. But there is an upside, these sort of unexpected bonuses, surprises that you get. Mm. So, so it was just a feel good and a, and a stunning photo. I mean, to just see that from your home to have not paid and you get this this exhibition. Then there's also Shaw Mafuna, the mechanical engineer who's just got into a work experience academy with Mercedes where he'll be working with the team who looks after Lewis Hamilton. So he won't mm-hmm. he won't actually be working on Lewis Hamilton's car this season, which is sort of how the South African newspapers made it sound, but he will be part of the team that does power for it and, and you know, and mm. people getting closer and closer to, the, you know, this is his wildest dream. Um, well, it's a racing car driver's thing. Find more power. Yeah. It's always, and yeah. it's always in that chip. It's not even about the engine anymore. It's about the computer chip. So, I mean, that's the one thing you have to be so clued up on these days. Whereas before you could be a mechanic and just like work on your cylinders and like and get more power. We're going to like just shorten this and make the rods go a little bit further. Now it's finding power in that chip. It's quite bizarre. But anyway, so well, good, good for him that he's going to be doing that. That's absolutely lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And what else has happened around the world? Yeah, just the Grammy Awards that we were so looking forward to at the end of this month. You know, there's DJ Black Coffee, Vato Kellerman, and of course, Trevor Noah as the presenter. It has been postponed again. So they haven't yet announced a new date. Yeah, it must be awful when you're just waiting to to see if you win something and then it gets delayed. Yeah, Yeah. that's sad. Yeah, but it'll happen. (sighs) It will happen one, one way or another. Yes. I the songs keep on coming into my head, and I'm thinking of Debbie Harry and Blondie one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what good news have we had from that. South Africa? I mean, apart from the fact, obviously, you know, we've got Gift of the Givers doing some great stuff with um, people who have been devastated by the floods. So, we got what are the, this paddler. Yes, we've got a couple of paddlers, uh, Quentin Rutherford and Brett Hadiaris, who have broken a Guinness World Record. It's just getting ratified at the moment, but it 
it looks set to be. Um, they, I think it was on Monday, they, they did in a double surf ski, they paddled 219 kilometers from dusk, from dawn till dusk, from St. Lucia mm-hmm. to Durban. And, um, and when they were asked to describe it, they said horrendous. <laughs> it was just horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Quinton already has the world record for paddling a single Solo. ski. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's quite interesting that I've just finished reading this book called 100 Names by Cecilia O'Hearn. And one of the things in the book is this, this couple of people from Dublin, um, who, well, the one's Czechoslovakian. I can't remember what the other one is, but they've decided because they lost their jobs and everything that they were going to break the world record on rowing a pedalo. And it was also, <laughs> so I literally finished reading that yesterday. And then this news came in as well, which I thought was like quite odd. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be happy to do a pedalo one with you one day. <laughs> Yeah, we have to do 100 meters in like, I don't know how many seconds, you know, to break that. <laughs> You're going to oh, have to go pretty fast. Record. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And they are, they did it for a, a young girl who has leukemia. So well done to them for doing that horrendous yeah. event, you know. Not just- <laughs> <laughs> horrendous shame. Yeah, don't do it again, hey? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like all those people who say, I'm going to do the Cape Epic. And then they do the Cape Epic and they like, from the day one, they're like, I don't want to do this. And you just do it. And then they say, I'll never do it again. And two years later, they're back. Yeah. It doesn't matter how horrendous is. Sportsmen are like that. Um, and talking about being and on the mothers. sea, of course, now, and mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sitting here and looking. Cape Town is number five of the most beautiful cities to visit by night in Africa. Johannesburg is only ninth. Okay, so I'm sitting there and thinking back to my days of flying over the cities in the middle of the night, apart from the one time when we did it at Cape in Cape Town and the, the lights caught on fire in the helicopter, which was a very interesting evening. Wow. Yeah, no, it was yeah, Cape Town is glorious by night. Um surprisingly, most places at night can be rather glorious. But I mean, Cape Town has that big mountain. Um, Joburg, of course, we have like the most amazing skyline. So I'm quite happy with that. But where, what, who was first at night? In Africa. In Africa. In Africa first was Casablanca. And they were, oh. and they were first by a lot. They had, it was, they counted Instagram hashtags, mm-hmm. um, for the competition. And, and Casablanca had 25,800, whereas Cape Town, I think had 2,400. So it was a, a big, big difference. A big, Cas- big difference, yeah. Yes, I suppose Casablanca is more international because it's closer to Europe. And, um, yeah. and then Paris, out of the whole world, Paris came first by so much. Paris had over a million. Um, but that's because mm. of, you know, the Eiffel Tower by now. The Eiffel Tower. So beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hollywood, you know, the only thing that they've got going for them, of course, is the fact that they have that big sign because the rest of it's like about 15 miles of Yeovil. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think out of the whole of America, like New York was one of the only cities that featured in the list. So really? it's not yeah, well, known for its beauty by night. No. Las no, Vegas would I mean, be a bit fun because you can see the Eiffel Tower there. Yeah, that's also true. I think Vegas would be quite interesting to see. Okay, and then your other story that you got in the local good news, five strangers sending a box to Oturin for a boy with tumor. Yes, a guy shared a story with us, which is just, you know, he was just saying how so many of us could be doing 
more, you know, when you feel hopeless. He said, you know, mm. these, these, it was a girl that he was at school with contacted him. He hasn't spoken to her since school, but she, she knew he was still in the area and said, you know, can I send something to you for you to drop off at this address near Otuan? And they had just heard of this little boy and he's got a single mom, no dad and was, you know, suffering with brain tumor. And he thought it was just going to be like one package, but it was five packages, I think that these five strangers put together for this family they'd never heard, you know, that, that they had just read about the little boy and went and delivered it, which just, you know, changed Christmas for for that family in Oatsun. So it's just, mm. yeah, packing a whole, you know, as you said, it's you're not just packing those objects in the box. You're packing a whole load of love and making those yeah. people feel cared for and, and that there is hope and, yeah. Sometimes you can rely on the kindness of strangers. Yes. Weak. You know, talking about Matt, <coughs> sorry, I know a bit of a movie quote there. What, what have you seen that's coming up that people might be interested in watching on the small screen? Well, coming up very soon, and we've got the trailer on the site this week, the first trailer from season two of Real Housewives of Durban. And I am a Real Housewives fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Melanie. It's, you know what? When you work on hard news all day, there is nothing like chilling with um, some beautiful <laughs> Beverly Hills or New York housewives. Yeah. And the Durban one has just been so successful. It's shown in 28 territories around the world. And, you know, it's kind of unique. Like this time, so they've announced uh, who, who some of the new housewives are going to be. Mm. And one of them is is married to a really popular polygamist in South Africa, which, you know, you don't get on the other real housewives. So. No, um, because we're, we're allowed to, under traditional uh, marriage laws, to be married to more than one person. Uh, what's his name? Musa Mseleko. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. And Londi Lon- London, I don't know if you know her, musician. Well, it's, no. it's, it looks like it's going to be a really, really good one. So... Um, and then on Netflix, there's that Stay Close that you were talking about yesterday. Oh, I've started watching. Yeah, no, I've started watching it. Loving it. Eddie Izzard is great in it. Look, it's, it's Harlan Coben and I love Harlan Coben's books. And I have watched, um, a couple of the other series that they've had, um, which have been based on his books as well. It's really, it gets a bit confusing because you're not quite sure who fits in with what. Um, and there's a couple of very strange people in there. And I start keeping on thinking, is this supposed to be like this with these weird people? But I'm not going to give anything away. And how many, Definitely how many, well worth watching. How many episodes have you watched so far? I think there's eight altogether. I think I've watched five. I binged watch five. But I, I needed to have a break from watching uh, Handmaid's Tale, which I finally decided to try and get into. Oh, my goodness me. I can't watch more than that uh, at the moment. It's, it makes me too cross. And, <laughs> I'm and, sitting and thinking, imagine if the world turned out like that. It felt like it for a while, I must say. And, and with Stay Close, is it scary, though? No, it's not scary. Okay, um, I watched it's... the first episode, but it was late at night. Thankfully, I had Cassie there to... to tell me which character was which because it was a little confusing it is a bit confusing no but i mean it's it's kind of like you know watching harry bosch you know the bosch series so it's that kind of um feeling but it's not it's not scary it's not like you're going to get like really hectically cross about something or have to put your head under the covers you won't have definitely worthwhile watching no 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 nightmares no 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 it's absolutely such a lovely series i'm really enjoying it. it makes your brain work a little bit and i'm dying to find out what is going on that would be the interesting thing yeah i I thought George Noak said that it's got a really good ending, unexpected. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting. I've got three episodes to go. All right, so what have we got coming up on SA People in the next week? Who have we been speaking to? Who well, have you been speaking to? You know, you're speaking about Cape Town earlier and your mm-hmm. brother's photos and everything. Well, we've just been sent, as I was coming onto the podcast, a gorgeous um, drone video of, of Cape Town by Luke Bell. And Luke is just an amazing photographer. We, we shared one of his videos before, which has had like nearly a million views. So that'll be on the site uh, today. We have seal rescues, which are happening right now. And mm-hmm. then we have some discrimination that, you know, while the EU has lifted the ban, Korea is persisting and uh, South Korea and some South Africans are complaining that they feel discriminated against. And, you know, they even made to sit in chairs that aren't as nice as the other chairs. And so, yeah, we'll have all the details later today. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you can't sit in these chairs. You must sit in those because you're from South Africa. My goodness, that is very odd. Anyway, uh, and I'd like to give a little shout out because I saw um, an expat who actually was at school with me, Roy Medina, who lives in Portugal, about an hour and a half's drive north of Lisbon. Uh, he was uh, sitting, he's, he's got a couple of little guest houses uh, in that area. And he was sitting and looking down at the beach and he saw that there was a kite surfer. No, not a kite. There was a paddle skier who was in trouble because there were two huge waves that came through. And this this paddle skier was trying to get out of there. And then a kite surfer saw what was happening and he came zooming in on his kite surf because he saw that the guy had been turned over. And eventually, I mean, he's got a whole range of pictures which he put up on his, his page of like keeping an eye on this guy and making sure that he got back to the shore okay. But this, apparently this guy was absolutely knackered. But the, oh, the waves were huge. Yeah. Oh. So... He was just keeping an eye out in case he was going to have to run down and go and help. Will you so, send me yeah, a link? Thank- I will send you a link. They're not very good pictures. I mean, you know, we're taken from far away. Um, but and with those kind of waves, you can hardly see it. But you can zoom in and see how the where the kite the kite surfer comes into the paddle skier. So Amazing. that's worth and then, it. Yeah. And then and then also Mel, a shout out to Faltskun who yes. helped me deliver a belated Christmas present to <laughs> Melanie. How are Thank your you shoes? Thank you so much. Yeah, my shoes are divine. I'm loving them. And you know what they say that you need to wear the uh, thick socks and and let your feet become accustomed to them. I, I decided I was going to wear mine for a couple of days and my child turned around and said, oh, your feet are going to get sore. You know what? They're auto-fit, boo. They're oh, auto-fit. Fine. They just actually, I, I wore them so that the shoes could get used to me. <laughs> but they're, <laughs> they're as comfortable as anything and they're pale pink and they're gorgeous. So, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. Because remember, I'm you so told me there that. was no pink left. Yeah, well, they had the dark pink when I was trying yeah. to. I was looking into the yeah. pale, but I wanted the pale pink because I love pale pink. I yeah. think it's fantastic. But anyhow, there we are. Thank you, Feltskin. We will, of course, be speaking to their shoe salesman, their top shoe salesman, a little later in the month. So don't miss out on that because they have that wonderful vlog. No, they're not doing a vlog. They're also just doing a podcast um, called the South Africanness. Like Correct. the kiffness. <laughs> it's also lekker, <laughs> exe. All right, Jen, have a fantastic week. It's always wonderful to see your beautiful face and to have such great chats with you. We'll catch up with you again next week. And the rest of you, don't forget, get along onto the website, sapeople.com. Find out the latest information and share your stories with us as well. Jenny, take care. We'll catch up with you soon. Bye. Thanks, Melanie. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. <laughs>